Hello and welcome to the Work Rate Podcast. This is our full gear in review. I don't know what full gear this is now. Three? I don't know. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So interesting night of uh, of wrestling. We are gonna we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get right into it. I thought it was I thought it was a good show, but almost one that fell victim to like too many bangers on mm-hmm. one on one show like not enough time to there was no like no rest no time. down matches yeah yeah no rest time and this is why i was talking about like the paul white match from the previous pay-per-view everyone was complaining about oh i don't want to watch paul white blah 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 you need matches like that so that you can come down so that matches that do need the crowd aren't absolutely dead and there was about three matches in a row where the crowd was just silent Mm -hmm. and it really really hurt them and as a result i got completely taken out of the show because then i started thinking about is this crowd shit are they miking the crowd properly and i think part of it was no because it was such a big place the fans felt very distant Mm -hmm. from the action like dynamites in the past month have felt much louder than last night did Mm -hmm. last night felt it felt like the fans were far away even when they were loud like for like the big moments like the hangman kenny moments it they seemed almost muted Mm -hmm. even though they were screaming and yelling and this and that but yeah it didn't help that some of that uh the fans really got tired halfway through and they just were well we're only going to react when there's something big and you might not even hear it when we do Mm -hmm. so it was interesting i thought so like they hopefully they'll learn from these pacing issues because uh you can't just go banger 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 because then one of those bangers isn't going to work and then it kind of throws the night off a little yeah but what were your overall thoughts on the show? Did you like it? Did you think it was uneven? I, I liked the show a lot. There was uh, one match I had a hard time paying attention to, which was kind of sucky because I loved everyone involved. But I liked the whole mm-hmm. night all along, and the the ending was just everything you love about pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. And the opener was probably one of the best openers I've ever seen to a pay-per-view show. And uh, a questionable signing, which I'm sure we'll get to, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, not even really a questionable signing, a bad signing, but <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I like the show overall. Uh, I watched it, most of it on my phone because I couldn't get my mm-hmm. Chromecaster to to work. So I don't. I was thinking maybe it's just my phone and I can't hear the crowd because I didn't put in like headphones or anything, which I probably should have. But mm-hmm. uh, so that's what I thought. But I've heard you and other people saying that they couldn't really hear the crowd either. So yeah, the uh, the ring and people around the ring. And the announcers were loud. The music mm-hmm. was loud. The the crowd felt it felt cavernous, mm-hmm. like they weren't like they weren't there, or like they were. It felt like they were in like a baseball stadium, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like far away from the action, and that yeah. that's not what you want. You want it to be hard to hear, mm-hmm. and we weren't getting that. Okay, yeah. so. First, I want to touch briefly on the the buy-in. I actually 
literally just finished watching the buy-in because I was out for dinner last night and then I came home and we were already an hour into the show. So I started the mm-hmm. pay-per-view at like 9.15 Eastern time and the show started at 8 and the buy-in was at 7.30 or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I just watched it. It was really good. Yeah, I wish I had seen it last night. Um, the crowd was actually quite into that match. Mm-hmm. Um, they were they were about as loud as they were all night. Um, yeah, I thought everyone looked great. Um, I didn't. I don't know why I didn't realize it, but it's all the people still left in the tournament. Although that's not quite the case. It's a lot of the people still left. Yeah, in the tournament. they didn't have like Ruby and Statlander and Jade and. Uh... Red Velvet, but yes. yeah, I noticed that. Half of the people. Yeah, I watched. I noticed that watching the match, I was like, "Oh, this is everyone in the TBS tournament." Because <laughs> when they first showed it, I was like, "That's kind of a thrown together match." But then when I was watching, I was like, "Oh, this is every, this is like half the TBS tournament left." It makes sense then. Yeah, and I thought everyone looked great. I thought, yeah, I th- thought everyone. It was crisp. It was nice work. It was the crowds were were popping for the strikes. I thought. Nyla looked good. I thought, um, yeah, and her Scorpion Hater was cool. Jamie too. Hater once again looked like one of my top two people in the division. Yeah, I absolutely love her. She did. She sold for the crossbody again yeah. in the exact same way. Yeah. So for the people that thought she was actually hurt, <laughs> no. Look, yeah. This is a carbon copy of the last time, which is a carbon copy of the last time. Which mm-hmm. like, she keeps doing it. She's a great worker. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the point is to make it look rough. Yeah, and then um, one thing I want to say about the buy-in, uh, Nyla Rose had a, a cool tweet that I saw because I saw people complaining that you know this match should be on the main card, which it, after watching it, it definitely should have been uh, with everyone involved. But then she, she was tweeting at somebody that was saying that, and she's like, "Well, it's our job to make you want to buy into the pay per view, so why wouldn't they have yes. us, all these top stars on the buy-in show?" And I was like, "You know what, Nyla, yes. that's a good point." <laughs> Absolutely. It's such. A, it's the first match of the pay per view is free, mm-hmm. and it's it's to get you to buy it. If <sighs> it exists for a reason, mm-hmm. the buy in exists for a reason. It's to get you. It's not an undercard match. It's not a dark match. It's not a match that's supposed to go on before people are there. It's mm-hmm. to get people to watch it and and then be like, oh shit, I need to watch. The next mm-hmm. episode it, think of it as a season premiere yeah you're like oh shit i gotta tune in next week because this was awesome mm-hmm. like that's what this is and it shouldn't be looked at as a negative to be on it it's the first match of the pay-per-view it just happens to be free mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. some of the best matches aw have done on their pay-per-views have been the buy-in match i was gonna say every time i think about a buy-in match there's they're like always amazing like i think back to uh Oh, uh, was it Riho versus um, Serena? Yeah, that match Serena was amazing. Deep. Yeah, and that yeah, was, was on so the buy-in. Yeah, and the one thing it doesn't help that they keep putting the women in this position mm-hmm. because with the perception, and again, I don't necessarily think this is correct because I think the buy-in is important, but with the perception that um, they put the women in a lesser role like uh them putting them on the buy-in on the free thing sort of feeds into that even if it's a bit 
it, even if I think it's a bit disingenuous, like you're just looking for things to complain about. <laughs> but if you keep doing it, you're giving people ammo. So just yeah. stop doing it. Like yeah. put your best foot forward. Like account for the bad takes. <laughs> like, like what are what are what bad take will somebody give when I do this? Okay, let me avoid that. And they can use the same logic for the signing, which we're going to get to later. <laughs> like, what bad things can people say about this signing? Like, should we maybe avoid that? <laughs> is our roster full and is it worth the risk? No, 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 and no. <laughs> we'll get back to that at a later point. Um, so yeah, I thought this set the knife set the night off on a good note. Mm-hmm. Um, then we got into the uh, into the next match, and this was MJF versus Darby Allen. And holy fucking shit! This yeah. might have this is arguably I could make an argument that this was my match of the night. Yeah, like even ahead of the 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 main event, like this was. Perfect. Yeah, this match was amazing. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, MJF came out in a fringed bathrobe, essentially. <laughs> yeah. It was fantastic. Um, Darby had his weird art project to lead it off, which was a reference to his uncle's death, which, mm-hmm. okay, I kind of get that, because at first I was like, what, are, what am I even watching? Mm-hmm. But then I think it was Excalibur or Tony mentioned that it's a reference to his uncle's passing i was like oh okay i kind of get that because mjf did make that a uh, a target but i ju- i just love mjf he he le- he always levels up his athleticism every time he faces one of the four young pillars of AEW. <laughs> he's done it with every single one he did it with sammy he's done it with jungle boy twice and now he's done it with darby and it's uh it's really awesome to see and i like that we it's i think it's enhanced by how few matches we see of mjf Mm -hmm. like we don't see him for so long and then he has this match and then it feels special yeah well plus he's just got out of feud of jericho so he can't really do like super athletic stuff against jericho you're right because then it makes jericho look bad Mm -hmm. so now that he's in there with someone like on pretty much they're on the same skill level that him and Darby are. So it just like, they can go like that opening sequence when they were like both trying to pin each other. And then they like, they're like doing the, I don't know. I don't even know how you describe it. Like kind of like aerobics a little bit. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, uh, it's like hand checking. Yeah. Stuff, but they're like, have their backs to each other mm-hmm. and they're like yeah. spinning. And yeah, it's really cool stuff. It's great, great technical work rate in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, MJF's crowd work was amazing. That shot that they got with him um, yelling at the guy in the crowd, and then you can see Darby charging at him from the ring like he's Jason Momoa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then just launching it, launching into him, just a perfect camera angle, great crowd work. Um, MJF really showed the diversity of backbreakers in this match Mm -hmm. he had like five variations of the backbreaker and each one was more devastating than the previous one yeah he did one that was the torture rack version on his back which just looked fucking gnarly 
Yeah. Um, he did a power bomb version where he power bombed uh, Darby onto his knee. And yeah, that one was that looked rough. It looked it's fucking great. Yeah. The, there was one counter in this match too, where Darby tried to go for the code red and MJF reversed yes. into a power bomb. That was one of the coolest yeah, that spots. Water ever. wheel, yeah, that water wheel power bomb. Thing. Yeah, it was like a high stack liger bomb. I was mm-hmm. like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah, and Darby and that, Allen's dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when I saw that, I was like, "Whoa, that's legit one of the coolest things I've ever seen in wrestling." Like, I've never seen a counter, for sure, a counter like that. It was super cool. That's honestly, I think that might be my favorite move now. And mm-hmm. I've never seen it before. Yeah. Yeah. Like and he that's what spun you... him in his arms. Yeah. Like he changed his grip halfway through the move. Like he spun him around his elbows mm-hmm. to catch him at a different angle. And like he dropped him on the back of his neck. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my good Christ. Yeah. And that's what um, types of moves you want when you see your two young pillars. You know, you want new innovative stuff. That was, that was crazy innovation mm-hmm. i lost my mind yeah and then fucking mjf then he's like what more can i do in this match let me go do a jumping tombstone on the apron <laughs> what the fuck yeah <laughs> what the fuck yeah um <laughs> uh, yeah just just insane stuff um mjf was working the back darby was working the knee um mm-hmm. Just really awesome stuff. Uh, MJF grabs the skateboard, gives it to Darby, trying to get him to use it. He doesn't use it, um, but he uses the distraction with the ref throwing the skateboard out to crack him in the head with the with with the ring, which was awesome because he cheated to win so that he could hit him with that and then do the headlock takeover. The headlock takeover, which I really loved. And he started the match with that too by doing four in a row, trying to pin <laughs> him with it. Yeah phenomenal stuff like yeah. this was a perfect match yeah and really just mjf does a great job of silencing his criticism or silencing his critics mm-hmm. every time he gets into these specific matches mm-hmm. like his other matches are squash matches where he cuts a promo like mid-match and shit. yeah <laughs> and then he does these which is sort of like oh yeah, you think I can't work, but here's a reminder that I can go like Jungle Boy, the most athletic man in the company. I can do that. Mm-hmm. Darby Allen, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sammy Guevara, I can do that too. It's brilliant because it's like the fans want to put him down. Yeah. And he's like, ah, but I'm actually quite literally better than them. And you yeah. know, it's awesome. It's perfect. Mm hmm. And unfortunately, like the neck, like even fucking the the next two matches, which were very good, suffered as a result of this match being so good. Yeah. Because it was so high. Like, I was like, well, this is going to be the greatest pay-per-view in the history of mankind. Mm-hmm. And then the, the next matches is... I couldn't get up for them quite as much. The crowd couldn't get up for them quite as much. Even Danielson and Miro suffered. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. But yeah, I thought this was fantastic. What was? Do you have any any more things you want to say about it? Ah, uh, no. This just this match was great. Like I don't know. <laughs> it's like all you can really say it's, about it. They both like like it bumped and sold for each other. It's super crazy. Like super. It just. 
lots of crazy bumps in this, and they're, I'm sure they're iced up today, resting because they I'm sure they took a beating. Yeah, man, it was it was it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next we had FTR versus Lucha Bros, and this match was good. Um, lots of people I've heard really liked it. The ending was interesting. I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was kind of funny. Um, the uh, but yeah, it's a it started off. It, they were very angry. They were they were going right at each other. Uh, Lucha Bros started hot. Um, there's a really funny GIF of that you just sent to me. Yeah. Um, that I think I also sent to you mm-hmm. like, an hour or so earlier. So we sent it to each other of uh, Phoenix flying in from the outside into the ring like he's <laughs> yeah. like Superman to join yeah. his brother. It was um, such a cool I camera highly, angle. <laughs> I highly suggest finding that uh, finding that gif. It's very very funny. It's all over Twitter right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the uh, this match this match was a fight. Dax and Penta they they're just in a firefight as you expect. Um, Penta hit a reverse sling blade like that's that smashed a uh, smash cash on his face, which was really cool. I saw an assisted cannonball into like a 69 tree of woe, mm-hmm. which was funny as hell. Um, that was cool. That uh, Lucha Brothers did a, like a linked double submission thing. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Like they're just they're going they're going wild in this. Um, multiple brain busters. Phoenix was bouncing around looking like he's Spider-Man in this. Um, there was a lot of people channeling Eddie Guerrero mm-hmm. on this night. Um, the first person to do it was actually Nyla Rose. And then it happened again in this match. It uh-huh. happened like all in almost every match. There was I an think Eddie Guerrero reference. Saturday was the anniversary of his passing. Yeah. So it was I the think anniversary that, yeah. of his passing. Yeah. Um, I think uh, there was a, there was a top rope, I think punches in this match like uh 10 punches and the the crowd the minnesota crowd went along with it and counted in spanish yeah because awesome. uh the pinta yelled uno and then punched him in the dose and punched him and then then they all started going along with it which is awesome <laughs> that was good shit like uh way to go minnesota mm-hmm. um because i i don't i don't know what their uh spanish speaking population is but i imagine it's not the highest in the yeah. united states so good for you guys that was awesome to hear mm-hmm. um yeah i saw i love dax uh does his take on the three amigos mm-hmm. but i have in here the three me knows because yeah. he went to do it and then got interrupted mm-hmm. um yeah there's a the stuck pile driver from ftr a fear factor crossbody combo by that one was nuts by the lucha was... bros mm-hmm. um FTR uh, or Dax went under the ring uh, to put on the uh, like to to try and do the uh, the killer bees thing, and Cash put on the put on the the Rana's mask. Mm-hmm. Then he he comes in the ring, but he just immediately gets fucking stuck with a pile driver and loses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like oh okay, this is it was kind of a a weird. It seemed almost like a rushed finish. Yeah, it was like, oh, it there it go. It's it ends. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like you guys all took worse moves in this match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was like a stretch towards the end where they were just hitting big move after big move, and then for that, and then it just kind of ended. Like after they put the mask on, I was like, "Wait, what?" Okay, but I mean, I guess it kind of yeah, makes was, sense because they'd been hitting each other with gigantic moves. So then I guess it just it was fine. Worked. It was good. Mm-hmm. It just just feels like it's not done yet, mm-hmm. and I think it's absolutely not done yet. And there's another match on this card that doesn't feel like it's done yet yeah which for me i kind of prefer the pay-per-view matches be reserved to blow-offs yeah yeah that's how i feel because it doesn't feel final and it doesn't feel big if it doesn't there's another match that within this exact storyline you know which one i'm talking about Mm -hmm. um that felt like i was waiting for something to happen and nothing ever happened Mm -hmm. well that was kind of a waste of 20 minutes yeah yeah, yeah, it was good. I think weren't they aren't they supposed to wrestle each other in Triple Eight? But that may have gotten canceled. That show. I yeah, I'm I'm really not sure. I thought that uh, somebody I thought somebody one of them I thought they challenged for the Triple A title at one point. Mm-hmm. But well, they're supposed to have a match in Triple A. But again, I read online that some Triple A show coming up soon, and it may be this one that they're supposed to wrestle each other on, was canceled because. Uh, like real life shit, like the cartel was threatening to do stuff down there, so they had to cancel the show. Oh, so well, good, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't don't want none of that. I didn't know yeah. that. Good, to, good to hear. Yeah, so they're um, they're canceling the show, and I think that was supposed to be the match, the next match they were supposed to have against each other. Okay, so that makes a little sense. Because mm-hmm. I I could have sworn um, Lucha Brothers challenge for the AAA title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could have yeah, sworn that it was going to be on a triple A show, but you know, and then all of a sudden I was like, wait, we're now we're talking about the eight. Okay. Whatever. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah. maybe I got, the, maybe I got that wrong on the podcast. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now moving on to another match that I really liked. Um, oh, this match was awesome. And it actually, the ending kind of surprised me because I did not expect it. It was, it was another ending where I was like, wait, did that, I looked down, I looked up and it was over. I was like, mm-hmm. Hey, hold up what <laughs> i was i was taking notes on my phone i looked up and i was like was that the bell mm-hmm. <laughs> um great match this was this was the first match where i noticed the crowd actually being quieter than i expected it to be for a match started high and then just i don't know sometimes crowds they just want high spots mm-hmm. and that's not what these guys were doing this is not a high spots match. This is like you're watching two guys in like a tournament fighter movie. Yeah. Go at each other. You're watching like like the young or the smaller underdog taking on the the fucking big brute in on some like deserted island or some shit. It's Jean-Claude Van Damme. Some shit like that. Thinking Bloodsport uh, with John Claude Van Damme. <laughs> exactly, but I I can't use Bloodsport now because now it's a wrestling reference. Oh yeah, it's a wrestling show. <laughs> yeah, it's true, true. <laughs> now that has its own connotations, mm-hmm. um, which is good connotations. But mm-hmm. that's a uh, uh, kickboxer. You know there you mean. go. That's another John Claude Van Damme movie like that. Yeah, like this was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. I really liked that they uh, they played up the fact that. Uh, Brian Danielson has never beaten Miro and he's mm-hmm. faced him a few times in WWE. I thought that was really cool. That was a nice, 
that's good information. I um, like that because AEW just they don't shy away from you know that WWE exists and that some yes. of these wrestlers have been there. So I like that. Yes. Oh yeah, I loved it. Um, Miro's quad was heavily taped up, which is interesting. I I can't tell if that's a legit injury or if that is uh, something that they know. just used for story purposes. It was taped up in his last match as well, and Brian talked about it on commentary. He's like, "Oh, I see his quad is uh, hurt. I'm going to uh, just take a little note." Yeah, yeah, um, it could be just story thing. For sure, but who knows? Yeah, and Miro, he was just. I love that. For most of the match, he's just eating Dan or Brian Danielson's strikes mm-hmm. like over and over, um, and a lot of them were aimed at Miro's neck, which I loved. Like he was just like pulling him in for like tight Muay Thai knees to the neck and shit, and and uh, Miro, being the man that he is, was like tapping his neck and be like, "Yes, bring it more, more," mm-hmm. and then it ended up costing him in the end, which is nice. Um, as I said, this is just straight combat sports. Really mm-hmm. cool, really fun. Um, if you like that type of stuff, this is for you. It maybe not necessarily for the live crowd because they started to dip. But again, this could be because we're just like banger, banger. This was essentially the fourth banger in a row. Yeah, and which it, I mean, like, I think it could be that because typically the AEW crowd, like when Danielson wrestled Suzuki, they were going nuts for that match, and that was. Super ground based and stuff too, and sometimes it's just inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Like the crowds, like there was one. Like I remember, remember when I complained about the, um, Shida versus Deeb match, how it was so quiet, and then a a week later or two weeks later they faced each other again and they were super loud. Yeah, they got a this is awesome so chain and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's a, sometimes it's it's just the crowd. Like I was, I was disappointed with the crowd last night, but I don't really want to hold it too much against them because it could have just been it's just a cavernous building, yeah, and it just wasn't Mike Bright. Who knows? Um, I love that Muro goaded uh, Brian Danielson into a tope and uh, gave him a nice elbow to the face. Mm-hmm. It was really good because Muro's Muro's a smart dude. Um, he's essentially in this match is just a more powerful version of Brian Danielson, which I liked. Like they have similar offense. It's all strike based. It's all kick based. It's it's kickboxing based. Um, each time Daniel Brian or Brian Danielson would get a. That's right. JR there? calls him that on commentary all okay, the time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Each time he gets a, he gets some offense, and on a mirror would overpower him. Essentially going like a three to one in mm-hmm. hits. He's like. I'll eat three of your shots just to get one on you. Um, yeah, it's like fighting a Dark Souls boss. You gotta like... <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, that's a perfect example of this. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really cool. Amiro con- countered the uh, Brian's finisher knee with a powerbomb, which I fucking loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he used his god to power up, which was nice. He like prayed up to the heavens and mm-hmm. then fired himself up really good stuff um i loved at one point miro just he got into he got into the guard of of danielson while he was on the ground it was just mma ground and pounding him just wildly swinging with uh with danielson and guard which again like 
watching combat sports here. This is cool. Mm-hmm. And and what happens when guys do when guys get too reckless, they get caught in triangle chokes. And that's exactly what happened. Danielson caught him in the triangle choke. He was hitting him in the head with the elbows. Um uh Miro eventually wakes up due to the strikes, invites more he starts inviting kicks to his ribs, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like tapping his ribs, he's like, kick me. Yeah. Kick me in a way to like demoralize um Brian and again as i said he's going like uh three kicks for every one just to get that one shot in and then out of nowhere brian hits an avalanche ddt off the top rope and then i didn't even see what submission he put on him it was done so quick yeah because they said oh miro's knocked out he was knocked out by the ddt essentially they just called the match mm-hmm. like he put the he put the submission on but he was out he had it on an unconscious man mm-hmm yeah, I thought that I thought this was great. Um, Me too. Match was amazing. I was kind of shocked though that Miro won because I really thought he's gonna go through the tournament and be the first, like you know, sort of monster that. Um, you mean Danielson? No, won? Yeah, I was shocked. Oh yeah, sorry, I was shocked. Danielson won. I really thought Miro was gonna win. Didn't you put money? Didn't didn't you uh, go with uh, Brian for this match? No, uh, on our podcast, I said Miro. Oh shit! Okay, we both mm-hmm. did then. Yeah, I thought I really you went th- the other way. No, no, no. I, I think we agreed on this one. And then, yeah, because I just thought Miro would be the. I mean, because at that time we didn't know who's going to win the Kinney Hangman match. So I said, I figured Hangman would win. And I thought he'd be the perfect first opponent for Hangman, like a big monster type guy. Yep, for sure. I, I agree as well. And my whole thinking was always that Moxley was going to win the tournament. Mm-hmm. So with, uh, with Danielson winning the tournament. I'm looking at who wins the main event, and I'm like, this is very interesting and has me concerned, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in in a good way. Um, mm-hmm. It's surprising. It's not that surprising to see Danielson win because you look at that, you look at the tournament, and you're saying this is Danielson's to lose. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, if anyone's going to give Miro this loss this is a good person to do it. So I'm cool with it. I think uh, Danielson is a perfect guy to challenge for the title. Um, It being face versus face is going to be very interesting. I don't Mm -hmm. know how that's going to, how that's going to work. I don't know. How do you have any of either of these two guys lose? Um, But it'll be, uh, it'll be fun. It makes it, like it's not predictable at all mm-hmm. whenever that match happens. So that's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That match is going to be great whenever it does come up, but yeah. And I'm sure that Miro will just continue on his same story, which he's been great at to try yeah, to get I mean, back in, be fine. back into the he's graces of, of his God, which would be amazing. But yeah, this is a great match. Uh, the, I did notice the crowd. This is when I thought, well, maybe it's just my phone, the crowd, not, super into it till towards the end but yeah which it also when i when i see stuff like that for someone like or just for both of these guys but uh danielson specifically maybe they're overusing danielson a bit Mm -hmm. like maybe he shouldn't have a match every week like a little bit of uh 
absence makes the heart grow fonder. Uh-huh. Like, hold off, because we've watched him go through, like, he's had how many matches since he joined AW? He probably has more matches than anybody since yeah. he joined in that yeah. short time span. It's like, okay, n- now let's pump the brakes a little bit, because he's not feeling special anymore. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure him wrestling every week is a Daniels thing because he just loves to wrestle. So I'm sure. He's oh just yeah, like, he wants to. He wants yeah. to. Which, fair enough. I mm-hmm. mean, that's one of the reasons why. He's that's one thing I really did like about this match: Tony Schiavone playing up the fact, like whenever Miro uh, start getting the upper hand, he but I think all these matches is finally taking a toll on Danielson. He's getting too tired and stuff, which I really liked. Yeah, it's cool, and I like that he had a shiner, which was mm-hmm. nice. He had a. Yeah, had a bit of a black eye, which was cool from whatever his last match was. I can't even remember. Mm-hmm. And again, that's kind of a, that's kind of what I mean. So I can't even remember what his last match it was. Was it Bowens? Yes, on Rampage a week ago. Yeah, like so, it's starting to feel sort of like he's having matches for the sake of having matches, mm-hmm. and I don't want that. I want them to feel memorable. Yeah. Like you, you don't see Kenny wrestle every week. You don't see Mox wrestle every week when he was. Mm-hmm. And for for example, like the MJF, his matches are so impactful because you don't see him for so long. But that's that's uh, Danielson's mo. He's the workhorse. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. So next match was Super Click versus. Uh, Jurassic Express and Christian. This was actually surprisingly the first match that didn't work for me. Yeah, this one I had I talked about it right before we started recording. I just had a hard time paying attention during this match, and I don't remember a lot of it. And it sucks because I really like everyone involved in the match, and I just had a hard time. Mm-hmm. And I like these types of matches, like these crazy wild brawls. And I mean, it just I just had a hard time. I don't know. Like I said, I was watching on my phone. That might had. You know, there's a lot going on, and it's I'm hard sure. to. That's a factor. Mm-hmm. That's a factor. Yeah, it's just it didn't seem very well laid out and mm-hmm. put together. Like it seemed all over the place. It didn't seem focused. It didn't seem like anything fed into the next thing. Um, the one thing I really did like was the through line story of Jungle Boy, um, essentially being mentored by Christian being led along by by his hand to get to the point where he's willing to do the bad thing to win. Uh-huh. Um, which was the concerto at the end, because Jungle Boy is the golden boy of mm-hmm. uh, of AEW, and it's sort of like he's never going to take that step until he until he goes against his moral code. He's he's got kind of got that uh superman or that batman complex yeah maybe more so the superman thing he's like well you're gonna keep getting your ass kicked Mm -hmm. by people who are deceitful until you uh until you're able to take that step um i thought i loved uh jurassic express's outfits in this they look like they were ready to walk into roadhouse yeah, for a, yeah, they did. For a brawl, they're <laughs> all wearing perfect. jeans. <laughs> yeah, this friggin' uh, uh, Luchasaurus was wearing jeans, which mm-hmm. was awesome. Yeah, I think somebody on the commentary even too said, "I've never seen a dinosaur in jeans before," or something like that. <laughs> He's wearing jeans and kick pads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then... I think maybe some paint on the jeans, to, like mm-hmm. green stripes, which is funny. 
Yeah. Um, Nick Jackson's purple fucking mustache. Oh my gosh. Just out of control. This man needs to be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were stopped. In yeah, 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 yeah. And I think um, is J.R. Shivani like, Nick Jackson's just completely lost it. He's completely unhinged. <laughs> he is. Craw! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were all had peak tights on, even Adam Cole. And I think it's supposed to be like a Bret Hart type thing. But they, mm-hmm. I, and I think his mustache may have supposed to have been pink too, but it just came out purple. <laughs> and their hair was uh, was tinged like that, like mm-hmm. fuchsia as well. Yeah, it was cool. I liked it. Um, there were some cool spots in this match. Um, Luchasaurus did a shooting star press off that the was, stage. That was really cool. I do remember that. And then Jungle Boy's face after it was awesome. Where he's just like, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> um, I really loved that one point where Jungle Boy cleared the ring and then he just sat down on the chair and like crossed his legs on it, like just the coolest man in the world, mm-hmm. and then just ate a fucking knee to the face to yeah. Adam Cole while he was in the chair. Really nice. Um they put uh thumbtacks in Jungle Boy's mouth and then did the super super click kiss and then kick. Which mm-hmm. was I was like, oh shit! Jungle Boy's never even taken a weapon before. You yeah, have him do that. That's okay. Baptism by you. fire, I guess. It's like, are these real tacks? I want. Mm-hmm. I always wonder how they do that, because a lot of the time you have them do that, and you're like, oh, these must not be real tacks. And then they take a power bomb on it, and they're stuck in their body, and you're like, yeah. wait, what? Just say like, they how probably just say like, not. Don't swallow any of these, please. (laughs) How is that not like the most dangerous thing in the world? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's always flabbergasting to me. But um, they they went... Jungle Boy had a chance to do the concerto at one point. He he doesn't. He hesitates. He won't do it. And then he suffers for it. I can't remember what he got hit with, but Adam Cole hit him with something. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in the end, he... He wants to do the concerto, and he doesn't do it to Adam Cole, funny enough. He does it to Matt Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, yeah, I thought the match overall was too long, too convoluted. Um, it, I didn't think it was very tight. Like, it was very, just, just seemed like whatever the fuck they wanted to do. At yeah. any given time, like nothing fed into the next thing, and normally the Bucks are really good at that. Like everything seems like it has a purpose, and that's sort of the problem I had with it. Nothing seemed purposeful; it just sort of was happening mm-hmm. for the sake of happening. Um, with the exception of um, Christian sort of corrupting Jungle Boy, mm-hmm. which I think is cool. And I think eventually Jungle Boy is going to realize that Christian's taking him down the wrong path. Yeah. And they're going to feud, and that's going to be really cool. And I like that. Yeah, which is what everyone's been thinking is going to happen for the longest, is Christian versus Jungle Boy, which I, I like that path of it where he's trying to, he's kind of turning him heel without him realizing it at first. That'd be a cool story idea. Yeah, I like that. It's neat. You're, like, you're, mm-hmm. you're corrupting the golden boy of AEW's future. It's, yeah, because he's it's a cool, he's got a cool stubble thing. now and stuff, and yeah, looking like a little jungle man, not a jungle boy. And then, mm-hmm. but yeah, this match had like crazy stuff that like we didn't even like Christian jumping off the balcony. And, yes, uh, the BTE trigger with the thumbtack knee pads. Oh fuck, I didn't even say that. Yeah, they yeah, out, <laughs> uh, knee pads, and then took twenty five seconds to get them on. 
Yeah. And then, and then did the uh, kind of Dustin Velcro next to Just waited there for He's like, okay, guys, hit me with this real quick yeah. so that I'm not just sitting here. But yes, it looked cool. And then he was he's checking his neck to make sure that he wasn't bleeding and stuff. Yeah. Like, good they stuff. Gotta do, I like I saw someone on Twitter say that, like, I want a backstage video of Adam Cole. It's like, my friends are going to love these. And he's just crocheting the. The knee pads with thumbtacks in it. Just hot glue gunning. Yeah. Thumbtacks on it, which is probably literally how they did it, which is funny yeah. to think about. Like Matt Jackson's wife is just like, Is this enough, there, sweetie? Doing it yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I mean, this it's match was fine, but like, it's just forgettable. And this is one of the matches I thought, I was like, oh, this might steal the show. But yeah, it's just, I don't even remember a lot. And, just it's one of the least memorable um young bucks matches i've ever watched yeah it's if this would have been on like a dynamite at a rampage though it would have been amazing yeah it'd be fine and that's Mm -hmm. sort of what it felt like this felt like a dynamite match yeah i was like okay this doesn't need to be on the show i don't need to feel this tired at the end of the night after watching all this because i had sat through matches like this yeah which is good in its own right but i want it to be great Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next match, fucking the same issue. Yeah, I'm glad you <laughs> put this in your notes that you you felt like it didn't feel like a pay per view match because I was watching this and I was like, man, this feels like a dynamite main event, which is what it probably should have been. And I like in love all four of these guys, but this just I don't know. <laughs> it, it wasn't terrible. I sound like I'm about to just rip into it, but it just it was okay. Well, it's this was a match that one of the matches I was most excited for because mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed the story they've been telling on the dynamites and on the rampages. This, this has been fun. It's I've mentioned that it's felt chaotic. It's felt fresh. It's felt new. You never know what's going to happen. It's like, Oh shit. Like, uh, like are these guys, all three of them going to turn on Cody? What's going to happen? Um, Black and Andrade have been on the same page. That's been really cool to see, like unlikely bedfellows. And then for some reason, as soon as they get in this match, they don't know how to coexist anymore. Yeah, that's right. You guys have been coexisting for a month. That's what I I was like. Did I miss something? Because they've been like even Andrade teleported with Malachi Black last week. So they had to be pretty close to use the teleportation powers. And then but this week they just weren't getting along. It's like. What? Who who thought of that all of a sudden? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you have Cody and Pac, and they're hot tagging and slapping each other, and that was good. I liked that. Yeah, that made sense. Wait, yeah. but now you have Black and Andrade doing the same thing. That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Like they're on the same page, and on and uh, FTR is working with them because of Andrade, and it's been going well. And you're really getting in Cody. I thought you guys were getting in Cody's head, not the opposite. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It didn't make sense. And then there was no story payoff to this match, none whatsoever. And I was like, "Wait, isn't that why we're here? Mm-hmm. We're here for this match because of the story payoff, because we want to see what's happening with Cody in this. And what's happening with Cody is he doesn't even take the fucking pin, mm-hmm. or he he doesn't. No, his team won." I was like, "What?" I was like, "Wait, they won? What's the fucking point of that? Isn't the whole point is supposed to be that Andrade and Black are making him do like 
if he's going to win, Cody has to win in a bad way. Because mm-hmm. that's the whole storyline, is Black is making him do things that he doesn't want to do. But he didn't do anything that he didn't yeah. want to do. He didn't even get the pin himself, nor did he lose. So what the fuck are we even doing here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just it didn't make any sense. This match had no purpose. There was the only thing this match did was get Cody food, and I enjoyed that yeah. because that's a and from a kayfabe standpoint, I think it's a fun storyline. Um, Cody in this sort of tug of war with the fans, um, hopefully intentionally, um, but then the end just had the match just ended and then FTR came in and assaulted Pack and Cody and then they left and that was it? I was like, wait. <laughs> yeah. I, like, well, I don't get it. This felt like a middle chapter and I don't want to watch middle chapters on the pay-per-view. I want to mm-hmm. watch final chapters. Yeah. Or I at least want to watch something that does something cool, like Luke's hand got fucking cut off, and they're like, oh shit, what's happening next? Mm-hmm. That's not what happened. Pack, the guy who's the least uh, intriguing person in this four-person thing, hit the Black Arrow and won the match. Oh. Okay? Mm-hmm. What what did that do? What did, did he get it on? Here? He got it on Andrade, right? See, I don't even remember who he pinned. Yeah, it's just, it didn't this match was just not good. And it sucked because the pieces of the match were good. Mm-hmm. But the afterwards, I was like, I'm glad it's over. I was really yeah. excited for this match. Yeah. It doesn't make there sense. There was a figure four into a 450 splash, which is a cool spot. Again, like spots were cool. Uh-huh. Spots were great. The Torneo blew my mind. Um, yeah, that's always a sick move. Like, I don't know how he does that. Especially being as big as he is. <laughs> like, I loved, like, Pac going to to get the tag and Cody's not there. Like, ah, this is really cool. Um, Pac's going to be mad at Cody after the match and they're going to get into a thing. Oh, no, they just went immediately to the next thing as soon as the match was over. It's like, wait, then why are we... What's the point of the match if you don't show the fallout? Mm-hmm. Like, this is... I don't know. Uh, eh. I didn't like how they did this at all. It felt strange. Yeah. <laughs> it, like it felt like I just watched like the the main event of Rampage. Yeah, that's if this had been on TV, I would have probably liked it a whole lot better. But it just felt weird yeah. for a pay per view match. That's the other thing. These four guys, all the other matches they've had with each other have been better than this match mm-hmm. for sure. So this is the worst match of this whole storyline. I'm like, you fucked this up. Yeah. <laughs> This is this is not good, and really, again, just took the crowd out of it because the crowd were obviously expecting something, and when they didn't get it, there's just like, oh, they're gonna have to have somebody turn on Cody soon because ever since Malachi Black said that, everyone's been waiting for someone to turn yeah. on. Him. <laughs> it's it was just very anticlimactic, mm-hmm. um, and then the poor women had to go in there with disappointed fans and the fans were just disappointed for their match we have britain Conte. i thought this um, match was great too which sucked that the, the fans are so dead for it yeah the fans were i mean i thought Conte brought it fans were mm-hmm. dead quiet they didn't pop for anything until the last uh quarter of the match yeah um, i thought brit's offense actually didn't look 
that awesome in this one. Um, I thought she, like some, we either get really good Britt Baker or we get Britt Baker with no urgency. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I felt that we got Britt Baker with no urgency. Like she jogs into her moves. She's just, I don't know. She sort of seems like she's feeling it out. Whereas mm-hmm. anytime Ty Conte was doing something, that shit was snappy and impactful. But I don't know, it just didn't really do it for me. However, once that air raid crash happened, then the match picked up. And once that yeah. spot happened... That air raid crash looked gnarly, too. It was great. The, that's the thing. The moves were good, but it just sort of seemed like they were just sort of feeling it out. And I think the match also suffered from literally no build. None yeah. whatsoever. And this is the video package they had before was good though. They they tried, but (laughs) yeah, but it's like I don't want to see a video package highlighting stuff that has not taken place. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, this is a rivalry and they hate each other. Like, do they? I don't fucking did they interact? Yeah, they did on Twitter (laughs) some talking about each other's butts. That was like the most (laughs) it got. Like, okay, can you can you do it on the show? Mm -hmm. I want to see it on the show. And something on the, I want to watch Ty Conte do something that's not just save Anna Jay mm-hmm. in the exact same way every time. Um, yeah, so you gave the fans nothing to invest in, so they didn't invest in the match, so they were silent as hell. Um, and you, and this, again, this is a Britt Baker match. Like Britt Baker. Yeah. The people that people pop huge for, and they mm-hmm. were not popping. So you, You've done something here. You something's the 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 wires are a little crossed here. Um, yeah, Ty Conte was getting her shit in. She got her tie KO off a backslide, which was cool. Um, her pump kicks were on point. She hit a gotch pile driver, which I've never seen her do. That was awesome. And you know how much I love Suzuki, so you know I popped hard for that. And she posted and it was. It was, it was great a too. Gnarly looking one. Yeah, and she posted when he was in AEW. She posted a picture. I finally met him, and so you know, she just. <laughs> I just love that Ty Conti just uh, left WWE and just watched all these badass Japanese wrestlers. <laughs> it's just like man, she's got to go to a rut and stardom, man. I'll tell yeah. you what, just fucking loan her out for a bit. It'll yeah. be good. It'll it'll help her. It'll boost her rep a bit. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Britt Baker tweeted stuff. out that I can 100% confirm that I've never been kicked as hard as I have, except for by Ty. Like, she kicks the hardest I've ever felt, which is cool. <laughs> it looks like so she just... kicks the hardest you've mm-hmm. ever felt. Um, Jamie Hayter slammed Ty Conte into the steps, and then Britt used that to curb stomp her head off the steps, which was cool. Um, then she uh, hit her with the, uh, with the stomp again in the ring, then hit Went for the lockjaw, but Ty got to the ropes. Um, then Ty hit a big moonsault onto the goons on the outside. Mm-hmm. Who I thought too much of the goons. I just want the match. Yeah, for me personally. Um, sometimes the goons got to take a step back. I like I like the hater stuff, but I don't like the uh, some of the rebel stuff. I think is a little overdone. Yeah. Um, she planted uh, Baker on the floor before then hitting her with the DD tie in the ring, but just got a two count. Then Ty Conte just channeled Danielson and Shibata and just captured the wrist and just started booting her in the head. I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck yes. 
yeah. more of this, and the crowd's starting to get a little bit more into it. But like, like we should be hearing "Oh, oh!" when that happens. Mm-hmm. It's just like, "Oh, oh, okay." This is yeah. Huh? Are they doing things now? Like, oh Jesus! Like, guys, come on! This is good. This is good shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Brick goes for the desperation lockjaw. Conte reverses it into a roll up. Then Brick Brick counters the roll up for her own win. And it was good, but I, one of Britt Baker's weakest title defenses, I thought, from her end. Ty Conte looked great. I just didn't think Britt did. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I guess I uh, just... Maybe I'm harder on it than some yeah. people, but <laughs> you liked it. Tell I, me what you thought. I liked the match a lot. I am a huge fan of uh, Ty Conte, so that's probably why I liked it so much. Like I said, she's just been watching a bunch of wrestlers that I love and kind of just emulating their style. So I like her more and more. And I liked it. Like you said, the goon stuff can be cut back a little bit. It kind of takes away from the match. And, but this was probably the, I don't know if it's the weakest title offense, but definitely the weakest build for a match since Burke Baker's taken over. It's and just it just wasn't the build. Yeah. It just, it just kind of sucks. Cause Burke Baker is supposed to be the, the, women's wrestler to take us into more stories with the women's division. And it seems like all the best stories in the women's division right now are going on outside of her stuff. So yeah. maybe, I, and maybe that's why she hasn't had a good story. Cause they're doing all these other stories with the TBS tournament and stuff. More than one woman can have a story at a time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. True, 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 true. That's what I was sure. like, but that's what mm-hmm. I want. Like I want more like, it's like you either have Brit talking or somebody's doing a run in. And that's uh-huh. those yeah. are the only two things that we that we do here. How about we have Brit get a Kenny Omega hangman level story? Let's yeah. do that. Yeah, for sure. Or a punk versus Eddie level story. Oh my gosh. That this would was, be fantastic. This is my match of the night, uh, when we get to Eddie versus Punk. Yeah, we're here. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, this match was amazing. Eddie versus Punk. <laughs> Holy fucking hell. I watched this match again. I went back and uh, mm-hmm. I watched the women's match to the to the end or like to the and then the last third of the show. I watched mm-hmm. it again because I got in a bad mood because of the crowd last night and then I couldn't get myself out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was late. And yeah, it was late. I, I remember you texted me and about the end and you're like, does the crowd ever come back? I was like, they will. Uh, when you get to Eddie versus Punk, because the the crowd really got back into it, the show then. Yep, crowd did. Crowd was huge. So there's um, one thing before we get fully into this. Oh, yes. uh, Britt Baker's entrance. She got the better Fozzie guitars entrance than even Chris Jericho did, which made me laugh. Yes, because her entrance I with was... the Fozzie guitars was so much better than when Chris Jericho did it with his own bandmate, which made me laugh. <laughs> it was it was awesome. It was actually really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, because her entrance is just riffs. It's good. Chris Jericho's entrance is singing and he drowned out the singing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So Eddie versus punk was awesome. Eddie comes in looking deadly serious, which I love. Yeah. They even um, pointed that out on um, commentary too. Like usually he's got a, a bit of a swagger to him, but this time you could just tell there's something different in his eyes and stuff. And I loved it. Like he looked upset and I liked mm-hmm. it. And punk comes out and he's wearing the fucking baggy little shorts. Yeah, they're and not they're not full ROH style basketball shorts, but it's like a hybrid of trunks and shorts, like little Muay Thai shorts too, which was which was yeah. cool. It's a new look for Punk. Loved it, loved it. And then before the bell rings, 
Eddie just working back fists punk and he drops yeah. <laughs> and Eddie just starts cackling. He's mm-hmm. gleeful. He's out for blood. It is awesome. He is he's relishing it. He's so happy. <laughs> and the crowd exploded yeah. when this happened. And and Eddie's out for blood. He is just fucking wailing on him as soon as the bell rings. Um, Eddie dropped Punk on his dome with a high angle just exploder, like a high, high angle exploder, right on his head. It's good shit. Um, mm-hmm. Breaking out the King's Road. And then Punk fires back and defends himself, and the crowd is booing Punk. And my heart grew three sizes. Yeah, I liked um, <laughs> Punk's face too, and the crowd started booing him. Like, what? You guys are booing me? I got you everyone ice cream. What the hell? And like, <laughs> it's awesome. it I loved it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. They're setting up that that heel turn or that that uh, that asshole punk, and I love it. Oh my gosh! Again, I don't know. If, I don't what, know if people are ready for asshole punk whenever he does come. Like the, this is like he and Cody need to be going down the same path. Mm-hmm. Like get upset at the fans. Turn on the fans, please. Yeah. Turn on the fans. Yeah. Um, but the crowd did start getting a little bit more divided as the match went on. They did. They did. Just, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't just booing Punk, but it was multiple times where they booed him, which I mm-hmm. loved. Um, as I said, as you pointed out, the crowd was divided loyalty, which is awesome. Um, with But with Eddie getting the... Eddie never got booed once. He got the share of the cheers. Yeah, yeah. Nice. There was Eddie chants. There was the dueling, let's go Eddie, let's go Punk. Um, Punk got busted open on the post, um, which was cool. He, this first time he's bled in AEW, which I loved. Yeah. Um, he was bleeding a lot too. He looked crazy <laughs> towards the end of the yeah, match. He, 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 looked, all over his he face. looked like a wild man. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody um, posted pictures of him too. Like he took backstage photos, like doing his punk pose, but the blood all over yeah. his face too. It looked fucking cool. It's good as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, then he channeled John Cena and he does the five moves of doom, starting with the watered down shoulder blocks. Yes. Yeah. And then he he puts up his hand to do the the you can't see me. Yeah. But instead of doing the you can't see me, he uh, does the uh, he finishes off with the mutual middle, middle finger. finger to Eddie because Eddie flips him as well. They go yeah, I love that because uh, he did popped. the he did the shitty spin out power bomb that John Cena does into the hand raise in the crowd. I actually like realized what was happening, and you just hear the yeah. whole crowd go oh. <laughs> And they all stood up behind him as he was doing it. Yeah. Of course, the fucking commentary didn't know what he was doing, which was funny. Mm-hmm. But the, um, the crowd knew, and mm-hmm. they were all standing up behind him doing the yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is fucking good, man. Yeah. This is good. I don't know why he's doing it, but it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then, uh, yeah. Then Punk goes to do the Three Amigos. Um, the third three amigos of the show, which was cool. And this is yeah. after he put out that tweet earlier in the day about this match being for Eddie. Mm-hmm. Um, Kingston goes into an emotional rage. Um, when punk goes up onto the top rope, just bludgeoning him before basically passing out and then hitting him with a superplex. Um, then they have this really cool moment where they're both like, dazed and tired and old as fuck sitting in their respective co- corners and they p- both pull each other they both pull themselves up and then just charge to the center of the ring and mm-hmm. just have a firefight and it was yeah. awesome 
And then Kingston mocks the GTS. He does the GTS uh, gesture and then then wanks off. And then mm-hmm. he gets hit with it himself. It's a, a flash GTS. But Punk is so old and just beat up and bloody that he can't capitalize. And they're just mm-hmm. both lying on the ground. And right here, I was just like, ah, Punk is old man Logan version of Punk. Yeah. That's what he is now. And that's cool to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yes, that a lot. He's supposed to look old. That mm-hmm. is the point. Yeah. Like he's not supposed to be yes, he's lost a step. That's the character. Mm-hmm. He has lost a step. This is it. Um Kingston goes for the for the Urkin again. He misses. Um, um he then Punk just starts wearing him down again with all these kicks and fucking Muay Thai kicks, like very similar to um how Brian was fighting earlier in the night and the crowd starts booing again and he hesitates and he's, he's looking around at the crowd and he's got his face is all red and his eyes are looking crazy. He's like, are you fucking booing me? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was great. He's like, Oh, this is the honeymoon period's over. Mm-hmm. Like essentially, like he always says, like I'll keep doing this as long as this is fun. And it's enjoyable to come out here and do this with you guys. And now they're not doing it with them anymore. Mm-hmm. So I thought that's really cool. And I think we're going to see him play that shit up next time we hear from him. Oh, um, yeah. Then he hits the GTA for the win. But again, the pop wasn't the usual pop because people wanted to see Eddie win. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that. It was diminished. And not necessarily because the crowd was bad, but because the crowd wanted Eddie to get the win. Yeah. Yeah, and I like that a lot. It just tells you how over Eddie is too. That you know, sure. people got mad at CM Punk just for trying to defend himself. <laughs> well, the ref lifted his hand and he fell over. Mm-hmm. Like he couldn't even lift his hand. He was like that that beat up. And then Kingston walks away instead of doing the handshake. And this match was a lot better the second time I watched it. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that was definitely my match of the the night. I love that match so much. Just. Everything about it, the, from the the hurricane before the bell rang, just to every, I don't know. I can't I can't say anything else besides this match was amazing, and is is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, this next match, I saw people either liked it or they thought it was a piss break. Um, and yeah, that was the, it, the yeah. inner circle versus <laughs> American Top Team. Um, it's not. It wasn't for me because. Just because of who was in it, and I just I don't know. Just my biggest really... thing was like they did tags to start out with, and I was like, "Isn't this supposed to be a street fight?" And they're tagging yeah, in and out and stuff. It's dumb as hell. Yeah, this is a street fight, and you're tagging in and out. It doesn't make any. The only sense. good thing about the tags was we got to see some sweet uh, tag moves from Brown Powerful to start off yes. the match, which was cool. <laughs> For the first while of this match, I thought they were really saving this match because they would come in. I was like, "Okay, this is good." Oh Orlovsky yeah, came, Orlovsky came in and did not impress me. I was like, no, thank you. Yeah, you gotta. It's the thing with the MMA guys is they're really good real fighters, but when they try to yeah. like throw no. uh, worked punches, it never works really. No, it it doesn't doesn't work out. Um, but he tried. He did a a fall away slam, I think, which is cool. Good for him. Um, mm-hmm. DeSantos, however, came in and not bad. He did it. He did three moves. Um. He had a power slam, a suplex, which, okay, and a standing moonsault. So mm-hmm. credit where it's due there. It was like, this is his 
second match ever. Like, not bad. Um, again, he's somebody I think if they wanted to, uh, if he wanted a spot in wrestling, he can have it. Yeah, uh, there's there's a spot for that because he's so big and uh, athletic. And then at one point, Lambert finds himself in the ring with Jericho, and that's when everybody remembers. Oh right, this is a street fight, and all the shit kicks off. Yeah, <laughs> and apparently the uh, the Minnesota street fight gimmick is that it's all Minnesota paraphernalia everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's all things that were invented in Minnesota. So Jericho's beating a man with the print sign with the print. That made symbol. me laugh. The print sign, and the crowd started chanting like "Purple Rain" or something like that too. Yeah, that was <laughs> I liked that. Um, and there was some. This was this is really just a plunder brawl, which is fine. Um, which is fine, but like we were just talking about, I really thought that's that they should have started the match out, but tag match, tagging in and out was just kind of weird. I was like, what the, I thought yeah, this is a street I fight. They, I thought they exposed Orlovsky a bit mm-hmm. when they, when they did that. Um, Proud and Powerful with the highlights, they did a double suplex on DeSantos, which was cool. Yeah. Um, Sammy did this really stupid looking senton off the, off the top of a ladder onto Scorpio Sky, who was on a table. Like yeah, Matt Hardy to right through that table. Yeah, that was yeah, that was definitely a um, two thousand WrestleMania two thousand Jeff Hardy Swanton off the top like spot. Yeah, it was a fucking big ladder too. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> that had to be like a twenty foot ladder. And Dan Lambert basically took no bumps. He was just running around the ring, avoiding people, but mm-hmm. with a with a lead pipe trying to get at Chris Jericho. Um, yeah, I did like. Um, uh, was it Santana Ortiz got a security guard and had told him to get down and he ran and jumped off his back into the crowd, which was awesome. Yeah, was cool. yeah. cool. <laughs> um, finally, Jericho did get his hands on, uh, on Lambert. He beat him with a kendo stick, stapled him in the penis with a stapler. That part was funny with the stapler. It was like, a, it wasn't even yeah. like a staple gun. It was like the staple I have at my desk at work. Like, <laughs> um, And then finally Jericho goes up, does the little, uh, does the tribute to Eddie Guerrero points up at the, and I got to give credit to the crowd every single time a guy like they wouldn't telegraph it. Like they would stop for a moment and then the crowd would start chanting Eddie. And then the person would look up to the heavens and do something to, I don't know how they were queued up to start chanting Eddie every time. Yeah. Cause they start they started chanting Eddie. Then Jericho looks up, points up to the heavens and then does a frog splash for the win which mm-hmm. i liked it was yeah. a nice looking frog splash i know that eddie and chris jericho were close so my issues i have with chris jericho put aside for that moment i like that that was cool mm-hmm. i'm hoping we don't see american top team anymore i this do gotta not be want that gotta be it done ha- they have to be go- they have to go away they're taking time away from actual wrestlers in the company mm-hmm and I also need Inner Circle to dissolve. I, yeah. I have to have this. <laughs> mm-hmm. I need Santana Ortiz to do their own shit. I need. I just need them all to do their own shit. I just need yes. this. Me too. Because they've been doing the same thing for how many like big like street fight fucking whatevers have they done? Yeah. On these pay per views, it's enough. And I I, I know don't need any. I don't need any more homophobic jokes. Or... Uh, yeah, or like machismo filled. Yeah, and you know this week there's going to be an inner circle town hall or whatever the hell they're going to call it. And then... 
kind of be like, MJF's going to be like, I want more Chris Jericho. No. Oh, no. God, please no. Okay. So speaking of things that I don't want. Oh, gosh. They, Tony Schiavone comes out and he says, we have somebody who's been a champion in multiple different places, a wrestler you all know and love, Jay Lethal. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, okay, Jay Lethal, he's he's talented, he's a good worker, he's a veteran. But I was like, don't I remember, like, people were mad at Jay Lethal for something. Mm-hmm. What was that? Oh, right, he has three women who accused him of allegations and speaking yeah. out. Yes. And they did a, I say they as in, like, Ring of Honor or Jay Lethal supporters, did a pretty good job of squashing one of them. And mm-hmm. her reputation and this and that. And I looked at it and I was like, okay, there's some reasonable doubt there. I get that. And then Kelly Klein is a respected person in the industry mm-hmm. whose husband was working in a top position in Ring of Honor. And I don't I don't really want to get too much into this, but I was like, I'm looking at her and like, well, she like she has absolutely no reason to make this up. This doesn't make any sense. How and Jay Lethal being as high in a position like he ran the women's division mm-hmm. in <laughs> in Ring of Honor. So yeah, they were able to make that quietly go away. But as far as I know, there's there's still an ongoing investigation or a lawsuit happening right now. And if I'm a company, how do you touch a guy that is still still has the stuff hanging over his head like a like a current investigation slash lawsuit happening as we speak Mm -hmm. how is aw the first major company to sign somebody out of speaking out like having somebody on your roster all the companies had one Mm -hmm. nobody nobody's uh scot-free there but (laughs) nobody's signed somebody yet yeah you're the first people to do it what are you doing you just had all this shit with the with uh, Tony Khan talking over a woman this past week. <laughs> and then you have, and then you go out there and sign somebody who's got multiple abuse allegations against him. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like this yeah. is, doesn't make a lot of sense. He's not good enough to take that risk. <laughs> and nobody is good enough to take that risk. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, this is the man that you're going to risk losing like a a bunch of fans over this is the guy yeah it's just of all the ring of honor guys it's just kind of weird that it's it doesn't, it doesn't make sense and it's possibly that he's the only guy who is like readily readily available right now because mm-hmm. they didn't hype him up they didn't bring him in at an angle really they didn't um like it was fairly nondescript how they brought him in mm-hmm. so in that I just, I don't know. It's like, in a vacuum, you look and you're like, oh, more representation, a good veteran leader, a guy people know, a guy who's a good talker, a guy who's a good worker. All good things until, and like has a history with everybody in the elite as well. Mm-hmm. So like, I understand why they got brought him in, like in a vacuum, but uh, I don't know. There's too much yeah, baggage it, attached to him. Yeah, and he's like sign side too. I saw he got the all elite. Yeah, he's multiple year. Mm-hmm. all elite he's he's in it 
Yeah, because at first I thought, oh, they're just bringing him in to wrestle Sammy. But I guess they did the same thing with Bobby Fish, where he just came in to wrestle uh, Sammy, and then he got signed. Yeah, so it's, he's a guy that, like, similar to Darby, it's going to bother me for a long time, and then eventually I'm going to get used to it. And that's mm-hmm. unfortunate. But that's yeah. just how the world works with entertainment these days. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, just, I, yeah, that's just, just it. Because I saw a bunch of people like, saying like, "Oh man, Jay Lethal." I'm surprised he's never been signed anywhere big. And I was like, "Well, there's a reason." But <laughs> I mean, that that's a fresh reason. It's mm-hmm. only been like a year since speaking out, mm-hmm. or like a year and a half. Like he he was a he was a lifer in Ring of Honor. Is why he just didn't mm-hmm. want to sign anywhere else. I think. Yeah. But yeah, that's a uh... yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to um, some awesome. News yeah, and storytelling. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Hangman versus Kenny. This this is everything we wanted. Um, oh yeah. This is the ultimate culmination to, in my opinion, a four year storyline, not even mm-hmm. a three year storyline. Like this is from New J- or maybe three, but like from New Japan, like when Cody was doing that stuff with the with the elite, and when they were like. Like, oh, Kenny, it's time for you to step aside. Now it's Hangman's turn to to get the title shot. Like that, this is where that started. In Japan, I think, was it a New Year's Dash when mm. that took place? When that confrontation happened? Maybe. Um, it was after... Oh, crap, I don't know. It was after a big show. Because uh, I remember when Kenny lost the u.s title to jay white and hangman tried think, to come out i think this is the moment i think this yeah. is that moment yeah and then kenny got upset at, at hangman for trying to come out and try to step back in yeah hangman was like all right it's my turn <laughs> and uh kenny was like no you don't yeah. get, you're not on my level you don't you don't get the shot and that's where this started and then when they started uh AEW, he was never on everybody's level this is it's a perfect storyline. It's been going on for so long. Um, mm-hmm. There's so many details, right down to the shirt that he wore when he confronted the Bucks this past week. It was the same shirt that he wore when he, um, when they threw the drink in his face and smashed that window in that bar. Mm-hmm. Same shirt, like they mirrored it. Yeah. Um, when he was Golly. talking about him seconding them to the ring. The uh, the good job hanger thing that Kenny told him when he when he beat him, like mm-hmm. he you can you can watch that match. He did say it, and then they brought that back a year later. Like there's they've been laying this down. There's the graphic from the first all out that they did, or from the first pay per view after um, John Moxley arrived, and the three the four guys on that in order is Jericho, Moxley, Kenny, Hangman. And those mm-hmm. are the four champions. Like I heard somebody, I think it was on Fightful today, and this is perfect. Phase 1 of the AEW universe is done. Yep. Yeah, this like, is holy shit. This is yes, 1000%. Yeah. yeah, I was telling um my wife when she was watching, I was like this is like like 
the main story AEW's been telling for like two or three years, however long they've been a company now. It's like their story they've been telling is Hangman's story. And just how they kind of played with the fans' expectations and led them along, like when you were like, oh, it's got to be Hangman being the champion. And then there was the rumblings of, oh, you know what? I'm not liking his character. It's not there yet. He's not ready. His matches aren't clicking. <laughs> and Tony Khan's come out and said, like, yeah, that was always the plan. Not for him to not be clicking, but for him to not be ready yet. And for Jer- <laughs> Jericho was always going to beat him. And Moxley was always going to beat Jericho and <laughs> this and that. He said the only thing that uh, came out of order was him having his baby. <laughs> with his mm-hmm. wife with the Mammy Beatty and him him taking time off. Like this was gonna happen, I guess, at the last pay per view. Yeah, which would have made sense. To, mm-hmm. That's why they pivoted to Christian, which yeah, that makes sense and they, they got out of that nicely. Mm-hmm. Um Well they got it, Adam Cole and Danielson on the same night, so that that more than makes yeah, up for and it. And <laughs> mm-hmm. like, Yeah, 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 yeah. That should godly what a show. But <laughs> that that's the greatest pay per view of all time. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that, that, that was insane. it is the greatest That was like a fever of dream of how good it was. <laughs> Absolutely. Um Yeah, so this match was it was everything that you wanted. It was emotional, it was mm-hmm. The perfect mix of melodrama and work rate that I love. Um, Kenny came out there looking like Liberace. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Hangman had an awesome intro where he's riding through the city of Minnesota. Oh my god, that was so amazing! His biggest moments being projected on the screens around him, and he rides mm-hmm. underneath a like a overhead like covered bridge. And you can hear John Silver yelling, let's fucking go, boys. <laughs> and you can see the Dark Order running through the tunnel. Yeah. Um, which is I thought was really cool. Um, and this match just proved that Kenny was right to be scared of Hangman. He's finally met his potential, which is what mm-hmm. Kenny was afraid of in New Japan. He didn't want uh, Hangman to surpass him. Mm-hmm. I think it was a Masahiro... Was it Chono who said that uh, Hangman was going to be the next great guy in in New Japan? And then uh, Tanahashi was saying that too. Tanahashi wanted to take him out of the Dark Order and take him under his wing. That was one of his the, la- the or not Bullet Dark Club, Order, uh, Bullet Club. Yeah, that was like one of Hangman's last like beginning storylines before they all left. Was that he was, it looked like they're going to have Tanahashi like try to bring him back to the good side? Yeah, they were positioning him as the next great guy mm-hmm. and they left. And that that's the storyline that AEW went with was he's yeah. the next great guy. And Kenny's that jealous guy. He's like, no, 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 he's not the next great guy. I'm that guy. Mm-hmm. I'm that guy. And yeah. yeah, Kenny went out there and he had a title run of his career and he did it being injured the whole time. Mm-hmm. He's yes. had pack tore his labrum. In the in the second month of Dynamite, mm-hmm. he tore Kenny Omega's labrum, and he's been battling that since. And that's a crazy injury. Apparently, um, I saw a tweet. I didn't look to confirm it, but I believe it based off of all the information we've had that uh, Kenny Omega can't even uh, push weights like heavy weights above his shoulders right now, or above his shoulder right now. Like he's that hurt, and he needs this time off. 
but he still went out there and gave 300 like i think it was like 46 days of yeah this him as champion this whole year is just kenny's been on a whole nother level and like whenever i tell people I'm like yeah he's he's pretty hurt They're like i i wouldn't be able to know I'm like i know that's just how good he is it, like he just works through it and some people are kind of saying like his body kind of looks like it's changing and i think it's because he couldn't work out the same way mm-hmm. um but yeah the the just the level of work that he's been doing is crazy considering that he was as hurt as he was and he did some experimental experimental treatments to put off surgery but now i think he's probably going to have to do that yeah because he's straight edge um, too so i doubt he'd take like drugs and stuff to like like yeah, you know he, some wrestlers will take painkillers to fight through the pain so he doesn't do anything like that uh, he was doing the cupping stuff and then mm-hmm. he was doing the uh apparently it was like a gene therapy or like 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 ex- experimental shit mm-hmm. uh like a like very sports medicine based stuff um yeah. yeah just i think we should just go through some of our some of our highlights i wrote down a few things just the last third of this match was just incredible and it's mm-hmm. it really starts off with that springboard liger bomb that kenny does yeah <laughs> onto hangman that just like gruesome as hell so impactful very reminiscent of his matches with uh kota bushi in ddt like that's mm-hmm. the type of shit he would do back then um he hit three snack dragons in a row the third one was on the goddamn apron and right here was where i was like uh-oh yeah <laughs> uh, now i'm having the doubts that hangman's gonna lose like hangman mm-hmm. might lose this this looks this looks bad um uh hangman hit an avalanche blockbuster which is that's the move that uh bandito does yeah that was nuts cool as hell the the ref took a bump in this yeah the ref so, took a buckshot uh, lariat yeah ref took the buff buckshot lariat hangman hit the dead eye so aubrey runs down to count the pin and it would have hangman would have won but because she had to run out there um she couldn't it was like 2.99999 mm-hmm. um, she tweeted out too like glad to see all my marathon training finally paid off or something like that <laughs> yes <laughs> hangman had an awesome like uh like showed awesome defiance to the brutal like just strikes of kenny the the multiple V triggers that he was given him, and mm-hmm. uh, Kenny does one final V trigger where, uh, like, Hangman pulls his leg into him, which is almost mirrors like the first. Like, this is the sequence that he beat him with the the last time they face each other, mm-hmm. um, not in the tag match, but in uh, in the uh, in the tournament. This is ha- that's how he beat him was this flurry, but this was time, that a full uh, gear last year. When they fought, it might have been, or no, it was the would have been the episode just before Winter is Coming. Oh, okay. Um, because it was uh, Winter is Coming happened on a dynamite, so it could have been full gear actually. Now that I think about it, but I feel like it was a dynamite match. Um, I don't. I love Hangman yelling. Is that all you fucking got when he's doing that was water kicks to him? Awesome. Oh, and the crowd went crazy for that too. They removed Kenny's head with that mm-hmm. lariat. 
Kenny yeah. sells like nobody's man with a torn labrum taking that fucking bump. Mm-hmm. Um, the backdrop drivers on each other's heads. Fucking mm-hmm. Kawada right there. Or not Kawada. Well, yes, Kawada, but I'm talking specifically Masawa and um, and uh, Kabashi there. Like <laughs> Kenny bounced off literally the crown of his head. On the one from Hangman, I was like, Jesus Christ, he's lucky to be alive. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, that's how Misawa died. Yeah. That is how Misawa died, was taking those uh, King's Road uh, fucking neck jammers. Then we did get a kick out of the one-winged angel, but it was not Kenny, or it was not uh, Hangman that kicked out, it was Kenny. Um, Hangman hits Kenny with the one-winged angel, Kenny kicks out. I loved it. And then the Bucks come out and on both sides of the ring, they hint at, they call back, they reference the leg grab that cost Hangman in the past. They didn't do that this time. They held back and Matt Jackson specifically gave like a little nod, like -hmm. an emotional nod of approval to Hangman before he hit a double buckshot once to the front, once to the back. Um, to put away Kenny, and I, I cannot wait for where the story is going. Yeah, man, I cannot wait. Crying is... and just it's like so like a three year like we just talked about three year build payoff, and it's like where do they go from here? I can't wait to see, and it's just great. I, I thought uh, Matt Jackson was just reserved enough mm-hmm. in it because sometimes he goes way overboard. I didn't think yeah. he hit that level this time, which. Um, Sometimes in the tag matches that he's had with Kenny and with Hangman, like the like, no, just do the move. Put mm-hmm. me out of my misery. I'm like, okay, give me a mm-hmm. fucking break now, high school yeah. special. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I know exactly was, what you're talking about. The only time that time. really worked for him was in the one against the Golden Lovers because that was a perfect match. But I love that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I, I have the. Uh, that watercolor painting of uh, Kenny Omega with uh, with Kota Ibushi holding up the belts. Mm-hmm. I love I love that match. Yeah, that match um, is probably perfect. But uh, yeah, this match was perfect too. Everything I, the ending was great. I like that Matt gave him the nod because on Friday on Rampage he says like if you guys come out and interfere in my match I'll end you or something like that. Which is yeah, I said, swear to God I I'll end you for the next year of your life. I will torture you. Yeah. <laughs> which was awesome. And then they gave him the nod, which is, I wonder if, I mean, they got to, Kenny's got to take some time off. So they'll probably do the classic Adam, Adam and the Bucks super kick him out of the elite so he can take some time off. Yeah. Like I imagine like the four of them go out there. Maybe Kenny says like, what the hell guys like sort of confronts them a bit and they turn on him. Yeah. I can see them see him being mad for them, not helping him like, why didn't you guys help when you came down and stuff? He's like, well, because uh, Kenny, it's no longer your time. Because mm-hmm. now they're with Cole. Maybe. Who's in, who knows? Um, I'm not, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily think that Cole's with them. Cole might be with Bobby. Cole might be with, uh, with, with um, Kyle O'Reilly, who's coming soon. You mm-hmm. never know. Cole could be with fucking, um, What's our other friend? Kevin Steen. Kevin Steen, yeah. 
So there's all kinds of shit coming down the pipeline that's all going to be related to the story. It's mm-hmm. very, very exciting. Oh, yeah. Can okay, I so we did, get, we did get some match announcements for next week. Oh, yeah. Um, some very exciting ones. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> so we have the Butcher and Blade, okay, versus Orange Cassidy and, wait, Big Tom Ishii? Yeah, Tomohiro fucking Ishii and the Butcher are going to be in the same match, and god dang, I cannot wait. I... I need, yeah, someone needs to go, like, steal uh, Ishii's passport so he can't leave. Yes, yes. And <laughs> I think this... him to AEW. I think this all but confirms that Okada's showing up on oh, the show coming. or in the next couple weeks, because... Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, it's, yes, 1,000%. I don't know how, what's going to happen, because you would be like, oh, it's got to be Kenny. You got to have him go with Kenny. No, nah, I want to see Okada versus he's... Danielson. Yeah, I want that too. Yeah, no, this is all cool. But then uh, mm-hmm. he's involved with the best friends, and yeah, best friends are involved with fucking HFO. Which I just realized this fun. is still HFO versus Orange Cassidy, though. Which I just <laughs> wanted to stop. But I do love Butcher Even and Blade Orange, uh, on Rampage. Yeah. Uh, Orange Cassidy said, "I I just want this to stop." Yeah, this whatever happens, I'm on. done with this. But then I saw on Twitter Matt Hardy post thing. It'll never be over, or however he spells it. And I was like, God. Damn it, stop this feud. <laughs> Self-aware enough to say it, and yet you're still torturing us with this. Yeah. <laughs> but it got us Tomohiro Ishii, so. Yes, yes. I'll take it. I'll take it. I love that man. Mm-hmm. And the photo of him enjoying his um, In-N-Out, In-N-Out burger was yeah. joyous. Yeah. He looks so happy. Yeah. It's and, and then, like, there's a his version, too, of Okada enjoyed his, which was awesome. <laughs> Like the bestest of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, someone else did a tweet of uh, of Okada's been in the country for two hours and he's already gone for the sweets and he had a big box of candy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and he does love the sweets because there's, mm-hmm. there's always photos of him with like two popsicles in his mouth. Yeah, yeah, he loves. I always he's see pictures of him just. Man. One biting a whole cone of ice cream and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> He's insane. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. There's a thread up. It was like Shinsuke Nakamura says Okada is probably the weirdest person he's ever met. And there's everyone just <laughs> posting all these weird pictures of him. <laughs> and Shinsuke Nakamura is a really weird dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we have Nyla Rose versus Hikaru Shida in the quarterfinals of the TBS tournament. Yeah. And, and they always have great. Yeah. They always they have great chemistry. They always have awesome matches. Yes, absolutely. Very happy to see that. Then we have Acclaimed versus Dante Martin and Leo Rush. I think that match is going to be awesome. I that really match should be really good. Really there good. There is I... Team Taz stuff happening there. So Team yes. Taz was in the was in a luxury box mm-hmm. at this place, and I believe they were with the Acclaimed. So I think oh. they were essentially paying them off to to do some dirty work in this match, mm-hmm. a little HFO style. Yeah, because they offered Friday on Rampage. They offered uh, Dante Martin a contract and some chips, but he refused both. Fuck the old Dutch chips was so <laughs> funny. Yeah. That popped to me. The like, <laughs> getting, handing him the uh, the like Halloween sized bag of old Dutch <laughs> chips. <laughs> but yes, um, unlike Daniel Bryanson, where I don't want to see him every damn fuck Brian Bryan Danielson. Danielson. 
I don't want to see him every week. I want to see Leo Rush every week. Oh, give yeah. me Leo Rush every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's... And Dante Moore. Did, I when I was watching um, Rampage, I was like, AEW's doing a really good job at Dante Martin. Like a really good job. Yes. Like, they keep doing everything yes. right with him, and every week the crowd gets more and more excited when he's out there. It's awesome. He had a moment at the uh, show. I guess they recorded some dark tapings too. Uh-huh. Which again, maybe if you have a four-hour pay-per-view, don't do dark matches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you fucking killed three of your matches on the show. Mm-hmm. Like, don't do that. Don't do the uh, the show was four hours long. Don't give them an hour of dark ahead of time or any matches. But Dante Martin uh, faced off with the acclaim um, and did like a like springboard tope onto them. And then yeah, he does that match. He does that where he jumps from the the canvas to the top rope and then flips, which is fucking not real life. Like, like I don't know how to tope say. on Hilo, but with <laughs> like a springboard version. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Unfair. Mm-hmm. Unfair athleticism, so cool. But yeah, that's that match is going to be great. Um, also, it looks like a fun Wednesday, and it looks like a. I think they said after full gear, we'll get more updates on the card for Wednesday. So there's more to come. I can't. I'm always excited for the first episode after a. Uh, after a big pay per view, um, I. I may not be able to watch it live, so we'll may or may not have the regular uh, schedule for recording this week. I'm I'm seeing my parents that night, and if I can get home early enough to watch it on a delay, I will. I don't mm. know if I will. It'll be kind of like last night for me, starting in an hour. Yeah. Late. If not, we can just I don't know delay it. Do it. Who cares? Because yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's no big deal. <laughs> The listeners will be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. All right. So I guess uh, that was, was good to talk about that show. Uh, yeah, an hour and a half. Not too bad. We lots of lots of highs. Well. Some some very low lows, but the the highs outweighed the lows. So very good yes. pay per view. Uh, it was it was an uneven pay per view, but but with some very good, very very mm-hmm. good matches. I mean, it could have been the worst show of the year and ending it with Hangman Page winning the title and it, it's going to be an awesome show. Yeah, so. it's good. yes, 1,000%. It wasn't the worst, it wasn't their worst pay-per-view of the year. No, 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 no. And AEW has never really put on a bad one. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we will catch you later. See ya!